All right, good morning. Teaching others also, radio broadcast session. We are sitting on the beginning of a new year and at the end of an old year. It's December the 30th. And I hope this morning is going okay for you. Psalm 90, Psalm 90. This is always to me a very special time of year, of course, leading up to when we celebrate and talk about the advent of our Savior. But it's always a sobering time for me when we talk about and focus on and think about the end of a year and the beginning of a new year. The end of one year and the beginning of a new year. And uh, this thing today, we're on December the 30th, we'll be in Psalm 90 again to begin with. Then we're going to look at a couple other verses. But I, I, I want you to think about this now. Please do this. Give us some thought. We're all going to be our usual, <coughs> excuse me, 15 minutes. I was looking back while you go to Psalm 90. Well, let's read our verse. We're going to read verse one verse for right now. Verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. And in your English Bible, in your King James Bible, in your English language, this is not something you made up, not like a fairy tale. Now, a fairy tale is a story, an account that's fictitious. It's airy-fairy. It's out there. Your life is not, and I trust that you won't let it ever become that. But be careful, because if you're not careful, you'll think, it's easy to think your life doesn't count for much. Now, there's other people that think that everything they do counts for everything. They, 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 you know, they're very optimistic about themselves. We have come to be more and more and more optimistic about our Lord. Amen. When you're at this time of year, he said, as a tale that is told, it's a good time. It's a good time to take stock, as they say. They call it, you know, inventory. They call it. Uh, down under, they call it stock taking. You see how much, what your stock is, what stock you've gotten in the building, in the warehouse. As I was thinking about this thing, getting ready for this morning, I was thinking about this tale, a tale that is told us about one year ago today. Uh, I was still pretty much struggling to get right back on, to get back up on my feet as I had been before. And uh, I was walking every day and trying to walk to regain health and trying to, you know, eat and drink the right stuff and do the things that make for healing up and all that sort of stuff uh, in your Bible and you're praying and you're consuming Scripture and you're asking the Lord to heal you. So for me to sit here today, even though I've been a little bit of sickness going around and stuff <coughs> and a little bit of a, the usual cough this time of year that's followed me for 40 years, uh, other than that, praise the Lord, I'm not doing it. I'm walking every day still. A lot, partly because of duties and work and partly for for the sake of trying to, you know, maintain some strength and health. But today, 12 months later, is not as it was before. And 12 months from now, if, if the Lord tarries and I'm alive and go through the year, we'll be able to look back. So I want to talk a little bit about that, about the tally of this year. The tally of this year. The tally actually is... You know, when you, uh, you ever seen somebody use Roman numerals and they'll count one, two, three, four, and then put a diagonal across it? That's a tally mark. 
A tally was a piece of wood that they used with notches and scores. We talk, call it a scoreboard today. And, of course, there's all kind of things of it. But what about the tally of this year? Let's take today, the 30th. Okay, this is Thursday the 30th. Tomorrow's it. Then a new calendar year. And I realize it's as simple as peeling off one piece of paper if you've got, you know, a 365-day-year calendar there. I realize that. It's as easy as taking off the month of December and looking at the month of January. But it's also given to us by God so that He would teach us Psalm 90, verse 12, to number our days. Three things. I'm not going to dwell on the first two very much, but I am going to kind of challenge you, invite you to do this. Three things to tally. Your shortcomings and your successes. I'm going to get to the third one in a minute because it's actually about next year, see. But you're going to use it to look at this year. First of all, shortcomings. It's okay to look at shortcomings. It is not negativity to look at shortcomings, but it is negativity to turn something that wasn't a shortcoming into one. In other words, where you fell short, a shortcoming. Trouble is not a shortcoming. Having to work through faith. Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. That's not a shortcoming. Having to learn to trust God more is not a shortcoming. Those things are not shortcomings. Okay? And so we understand and we are reminded that there's a difference between that. Now, wherever you fell short, amen. Now, I don't know about you. I would rather keep short accounts daily at the longest. You should keep short accounts. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Don't go to bed dirty. Okay? You get me? As far as sin, attitudes, especially nowadays, right now, and all that's going on in our world, attitudes and thoughts, and fears. And if you don't sometimes have a sense of fear, as Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke said when I was a kid, a man who's never afraid is a fool. <laughs> okay, Fear, uh, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is dealing with the fear. Dealing and doing because there's fear. That's what takes courage. It doesn't take any courage if there's no fear. Amen? shortcomings about successes it's okay as long as you don't dwell on it forever it's okay to look at what you got right do you know it's okay if you are able to just truthfully now listen it's okay if you are able to look back and say i successfully trusted god now I know it happens to people. I know that. Part of me doesn't understand this. And this is not because I am a super spiritual person or, you know, I, that I think I'm really a, a, a spiritual achiever. I've had people say to me that they just didn't get around to reading their Bible each day. Now, I didn't say read it all the way through, including all some of those real difficult historical or, you know, documentary books, I call them, you know, the genealogies. But I don't understand being able to get through any given day without grabbing some scripture because I don't know how you would do it without it. Now, my mind is so structured and I've been through some things where I've got to have God's sanity and God's mind. I have to have it. Maybe you don't. And, you know, I don't know if I praise the Lord for you that way or not. I'm glad I've got this infirmity. I need God in my mind. If for nothing else, so I don't get discouraged. 
or or I don't dwell on things that were painful or the past or things that I wish because I'm going to spend a few minutes, half our time, a little less than half, on the third word, shortcomings, successes, do your tally, and on supremes. Say, what in the world is a supreme? A supreme is an absolute. It's a best. It's the chief of something. It's the crowning of it. It's the excellent. If something is supreme, it's excellent. Okay? So here's what I'm going to throw out to you. How about taking some time? This is a good this is one of those good things where New Year's Day falls on a Saturday. So if you're behaving yourself as a Christian, you're not going to be hung over Saturday morning. You're not going to be groggy and walking around and all that. You ever wonder someone says they woke up groggy? Well, a lot of us Americans wouldn't realize it. But when someone gets on the alcohol, on the turfs they call it in some places, on the grog, the beer and the ale and stuff, they call it getting on the grog. And when you get on the grog, you wake up groggy, okay, and foggy. Now, you may stay up and watch the New Year come in or whatever. I trust as a Christian, you know that doing that's all fine and well, as long as you do it the way Jesus Christ would do it with you, standing right there with you. Quit letting the world tell you how to commemorate a day. Don't let your carnal friends or your carnal family tell you how to celebrate anything at all. You're the only hope they have. We are the only hope they have of seeing some true sanity. All right, so Supremes. Take some time the next few days and ask God, what is the Supreme? You say, well, how do I know what is the Supreme? Here's how I'm going to put it to you. If it's something that is, a Supreme is something that's absolute and it's best and it's chief and it's crowned and it's excellent. And I'm going to give you a word. Enough. What in your life would be enough will tell you what is the supreme? There's a devotion in Oswald Chambers called his his 365 day thing, my utmost first highest, called the supreme climb. It's about Abraham offering up Isaac. The supreme climb. That thing has, it just sticks in my head whenever I think about it. So I'm talking about your supremes in life. What are the things that if you abided by it or you observed it, or you practiced it, it'd be enough. What will your enough be? So, well, it's never enough. You can't have that. That is not where content. Uh, having food and raiment, let us therewith be content, for example. But in your, I, I, I mentioned this to a missionary once, and then I got back, a, a, this is years and years ago, I got back an email, and, he, and the missionary said, I am sitting here looking at my little bookcase. He's in a foreign country over there in Eastern Europe, and he said, I have a little sign. I pasted on my bookcase right in front of my Bible and my desk, and it says, being here is enough. And I, here's what I said to him. I said, you know, you and I are motivated people. You and I are always wanting to do everything possible for God, but there's going to come days when you've got to realize that being on that field away from family and friends and home and being faithful is enough. Now, I'm not telling you set low goals, but you need to know what your supreme 
goals are, what your supreme beliefs are, what your supreme practices are. It takes effort. It takes examination. It takes exposing yourself. And then it takes executing a plan. Okay? Now, I'm not going to belabor it. If you're serious about it, you'll take these thoughts and you'll spend some time on it. But I can promise you this. It's a worthwhile thing this time of year to look at the past, shortcomings, your successes. What were your Supremes for the year? Did you, did, did you allow those to be enough or did you get tripped up by the world and get in, entangled again in the affairs of this life? Entangled in the news, entangled in the social media, maybe even entangled in, in whether or not you felt like other people thought you were doing enough as a Christian, etc., etc. If you happen to be in ministry, this is a very, very important exercise. It takes effort, it takes examination, it takes exposing yourself, and it takes executing the plan. And when you do that, you have to exercise spiritual Christian character. You've got to exercise Christian character. Now, I promise you, you'll need this through the year, especially if you really want to love and serve God. And you don't want to let a year go by where you let it slip. If you look at this past year and you know and you say to yourself, I really didn't focus and prioritize my life and deal with the supreme beliefs I have, the supreme convictions I have from God, the supreme expectation God has for me. Now, your life and my life will always achieve and accomplish and execute things that are smaller than the supreme. And they will take more of our time than the supreme things. That's why the supreme things can get choked out, can get pushed aside, can get overlooked. I hear people say this time of year, why don't you make up your mind you're going to... I don't know about reading through your Bible. That's up to you. I have done it many, many times. But a lot of times I might read... I'm going to read every single day. i got to have this book in the morning. i got to have it. i got to have it in the afternoon. But I might read a book of the Bible. I might read it three or four times that month, that week. My point is, find out your Supremes. And man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word shall proceedeth from the mouth of God. Get your Supremes jotted down. Take the time to do it. Effort, examination, expose yourself, execute a plan, and exercise Christian Character, if tomorrow's the last day of the year, we'll see you in the morning and we'll talk some more about this issue. Thank you.